Hi there. Welcome to the Ignite Your Wellness Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elsa McLean, physical therapist, coach, yoga teacher, massage therapist, and owner of Ignite Your Wellness Business. This is the podcast to help you as a wellness entrepreneur grow a profitable business with time to embody your own wellness practices using my proven formula. Hi there, wellness entrepreneur. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about automation. First, we're going to define what automation means to you specifically as the wellness entrepreneur and even some things that you don't want to automate. So we're going to differentiate between automation if you haven't hit six figures yet and then automation past six figures, as well as creating systems and processes in your business. So automation isn't always just setting one thing until you forget it, especially if you haven't hit six figures yet, because many times you actually want to get your hands in and learn the process and do things and tweak it and refine it so it fits your business, your personality, your individuality. If you automate things too early, meaning you do it once, in a generic way, kind of a cookie cutter process that is business in the box type approach that someone just told you or you picked off off the internet and you never touch it again, then it can create a generic business and you're really not going to stand out from all the noise. So in the beginning, you might not be automating as much as you would like. However, it'll set you up for faster success. And then when you're hitting multiple six figures, even seven figures, you can automate more. However, that does not mean that you're always recreating the wheel. As soon as you start signing clients, marketing, selling, delivering to those clients, fulfilling on the promise on which they they paid you for, and, and then signing clients, client renewals, you want to start to create processes. So today it's less about tech or software in terms of automation. It's more about creating processes in your business. However, I will mention some true to the definition of automation using tech and software that can help you save time. And again, I'm also going to highlight some areas where people rely on that tech and software possibly too much, and that is actually holding them back in their business. So you'll get many different perspectives. And again, this is specific to the wellness entrepreneur. So if you're a yoga teacher, massage therapist, bodywork coach, health coach, healer, practitioner of the arts, healthcare provider, whatever you, spiritual mentor, whatever you may call yourself, this applies to you. Number one place that you can actually automate and rely on tech is an email template. Now, if you have an email list, maybe of 20 people or less, you can manually enter them into Gmail, for example, and BCC it. So not everyone sees the rest of the contacts in the email and manually send out an email to those people once a week and start to develop that relationship and that community. Easy peasy and done. Now, if you start to have maybe over 20, maybe 50 people that you're emailing consistently, you might want to invest in an email software company 
For example, I personally use Entreport. I started with MailChimp for free. Then I went to Active Campaign, had a lower budget price option. Then I joined when I was in the physical therapy world and had a physical therapy brick and mortar. Infusionsoft was used in that community. And so I could easily learn that technology. I joined Infusionsoft. Infusionsoft did not work for me after a period of time. And so I went to Entreport and I love Entreport. Now, you don't have to switch so many times. I actually recommend you can start with a company like ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign and they have free and low cost options and you can stay with them to multiple six figures. It will actually save you a lot of time. And when you get to, instead of switching around like I did, which then you have to learn a whole new software platform and that can actually chew up your time. So when you invest in that software company to host your emails, there's many different types of email templates available. And if you're jumping from email template to email template each week, if you want to send out weekly emails, for example, that can be a huge time suck. So personally, I have one email template that I use and I just keep the template the same. It's automated each week. I just literally copy the email from the week before. So I'm using the same exact template. I just swap the picture. I, I swap the copy. That is something that I take the time to think about. And my copy is always changed. Is, my copy is not automated at all. And I will also change up the PS, my call to action and the offer, depending on what's going on in my business for the week. If I'm promoting a consultation call or a webinar I might be doing. But the actual structure or the design of the email is automated. It stays the same for me. Very rarely will I change it once in a while, but it's copy and paste. And that saves me a lot of times. And if you are on my email list, you know I send out emails twice a week. I don't think I've missed a week in a, in a very long time. The other area where I do automate it's a combination of automation, meaning relying on my email software system, such as Entreport, where I schedule some emails ahead of time. And then when a client signs up for my workshop or webinar, they automatically get the email reminders reminding them of the day and time so they can show up. It has the link. And then I also have automated follow-up emails highlighting the offer, which is typically to the Awaken Business Coaching Program. So this is one of your more standard automations or funnels. Not needed if you're teaching your first workshop or webinar because truthfully, it can be quite overwhelming. All you need to do if you want to just teach your first workshop or webinar is send out some invitations through social media and your email to your email list if you have one. And then a reminder email for the day and the time and maybe a 30-minute reminder with the link so they can show up if it's online or the address, if it's in person, and then maybe a follow-up email or two. So you don't need a more elaborate funnel like I have. I have built this funnel over years. I help my clients to build their first funnels in the Awaken. I help my in Awaken business coaching program. I help my clients teach their first workshops first classes, first free webinars, paid webinars, and develop this whole system. 
And that's really what I want to talk about is creating a system and process for yourself that is repeatable. So sometimes in business, this is called an SOP or standard operating procedure. And if you write down this process, if you start to do webinars, for example, one time a month or once a quarter, if you have a standard process or system, then over time when you hire someone, they can just repeat the same process. Or for you, before you hire someone, if you write down the process, then each time you do it, you can refine it and make it better. But if you're always winging it and changing it up, then you never know what's working and what's not working and what to refine and make it better. So do it once. Write down the process of what you did from everything from creating copy for the registration page. How did you create the registration page? Your invite emails. If you did any follow-up emails, write down your whole process of that. How did you create the slides? If you did slides, how did you create the value and content portion of the webinar? How did you come up with your pitch or your close for the webinar? Write down your whole process. And then when you have the process, after you teach it, you can evaluate. And again, I work through with my clients on how to evaluate using the evaluation for refinement for the future, not to beat yourself up or judge yourself, especially if you didn't hit your numbers or it didn't go as planned because that happens for every entrepreneur along the way. But using that data to inform the system for the future. So that's why this is not completely automated, meaning you set it once and just forget about it, is because your webinars and your workshops, the emails, the value portion, it'll all be refined over time depending on the result that you get from that. Meaning, do people sign up for consultations following the webinar? Do people sign up for your program following the webinar? Are the follow-up emails converting people as well? Did the invite emails get people to sign up for the webinar? Did it get them to show up to the webinar? All of this can be areas of refinement. And it is a lot. So you don't want to take it all on and change multiple things at one time. You want to have a process where it's a, like a lab experiment where you can dial up or change one area, one variable of the science experiment, and then see the results and effects of that. You can even make hypotheses if you wanted. So this area can get quite complex, but keep it simple for yourself. Write a thought download or get out of your head. How could automating and creating a system for yourself to teach your workshops, how could it be simple? and streamlined to you where it feels in alignment to you and what works for you. Number three is you might want a process to create content. So that means any emails that you write, social media posts, reels, YouTubes, any platform that you might be on, you might want a process where you're creating that content and then repurposing and reusing that content. So for me, for example, one process or system that I have in my business is each week I publish a podcast episode and then I use the episode that's releasing for the theme of the week in which I'm creating content on my social media platform. So I don't plan too far ahead with my content. 
I do have some reels and posts that I have in my drafts on my phone. However, for me, I've learned that I can create posts quickly and I like to keep people somewhat in the moment of what's happening in my life and my business. So I don't create too far ahead, but I do have posts in the draft for those days where maybe I'm not feeling inspired or I run short on time and it's nice to have something ready to go. And I publish those manually to Instagram and Facebook. And then I repurpose them to other platforms where I'm not as engaged. This is one area where I think sometimes people rely too much on automation. So for example, they might make a post and put it into a third-party software like HubSpot, and HubSpot will push the, the post out to multiple platforms, which is great. It does save you time. However, if you're under six figures and you're really looking to build a community, build an audience, grow your list, sign your first few clients, fill your classes, fill your workshops, you actually want to be engaging with people. It's how you get more followers. It's how you have more people liking your posts. It's how people get to know you. When you don't have that established authority or experience or or engagement on your platforms yet. So two things happen typically when I find people rely too much on automation for their social media is the posts get very generic. They use mostly stock pictures and stock photos, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, if 90% of your content is stock pictures, people can't get a sense of who you are. There's nothing to distinguish you from the other person using the same exact stock pictures, stock photos, and generic text. How are they going to differentiate you from anyone else in the online world, or even if you're a brick and mortar, from you and the person across the street. So you don't want to rely and automate so much using that generic images and generic copy, especially now that we have chatbots and AI, that can you won't stand out from the crowd. No one will be able to differentiate you from anyone else. And also, if you're relying too much on the automations to do the posting for you, you won't get that engagement, which means you're not going to get as many eyeballs on your content as you would like. And then what happens when I see it with a lot of entrepreneurs is they feel that social media is a waste of time and there's it's not possible to sign clients from social media. And that's not true. I've helped myself included and I've helped a lot of my clients sign clients from social media if that is a strategy that they desire to use. But again, you have to create a specific strategy for that. You can't rely on the automation to post and then essentially ghost and you're not engaging with people. People don't want to engage with bots. People don't want to engage with robots. They want to engage with a real live human. They want to feel seen. They want to feel heard. You're going to create safety and comfort for someone to take that next step to sign up for a consultation call or purchase a low ticket item from you from social media. They want to feel safe. They want to make sure that they're in the right place. And all of this is, of course, you want to create that experience for them. Think about your own buying processes. Social media will never be a waste of your time if you have a strategy and you are engaging. And I'm not saying that you have to 
manually do it 100% of the time. For me, I will manually post to the platforms like Instagram, for example, and my personal Facebook page that I'm most engaged on. And because I'm most engaged on, I have an engaged audience on both of those platforms. However, I will use the the software available to me, like Instagram automatically posts to my business, my Facebook business page. I don't have as an engaged audience there. I'm always pushing it from Instagram direct, meaning that is automated. I am relying on the software. And occasion some people see those posts and I do have an audience there. It's just not in, as engaged. It'd be more engaged if I manually did it and I engaged with the audience there. So know that when you're relying on the third-party automations to post for you, your engagement won't be quite as high. If that's not your strategy of how you're getting clients, then that's fine. But if you want social media to be the strategy of how you're getting your clients, then you want to personally do that, especially if you haven't hit six figures yet. Now, if you're in the multiple six figures, then this is a different conversation and the marketing strategy will be slightly different. Again, which I help a lot of my clients really differentiate and decide what's the best marketing strategy for them based upon the time and do they have staff. Again, what's the outcome that they want to receive? Because I help both people start and launch their wellness business and get to six figures, as well as I coach multiple six-figure earners with staff. So the strategies are different. But you can have a system and a process in which you create content. You might, on Mondays, for example, think about your week and create a few reels or posts for the week based upon a certain theme. Some people create content for the whole entire month and then they batch it out. Again, you can create your content ahead of time, but decide where you're manually going to show up. What audience are you going to engage with? That is how you will build the relationships. And the time that you spend there will be well rewarded as long as you have a strategy to see it through. And if you want help with that, then make sure you sign up for a consultation. This is really where I help people excel here. Okay, number four, rely on the software and actually automate is when people sign up for consultation calls or discovery visits. So for me, for example, I always have call to actions from my emails from my social media posts, from this podcast, for someone to sign up for a consultation call, they can hop on my website and they get direct um, access to my Acuity link where they fill out a form. It's very simple. And then they can schedule the call at a convenient time for them. I will just show up to the call. Also associated with when they schedule that consultation call, I have automated. Acuity for me talks to entreport through a software called Zapier. So meaning when someone signs up for my a consultation call with me, they fill out the form, Zapier then zaps <laughs> that client information over to entreport and then they're in my consultation welcome onboarding sequence which I have automated meaning I wrote the emails ahead of time and and I have them sent out where I think they receive a a couple on that first day just to introduce myself to them, give them access to some of my free content and resources so they know what's available to them. And then a couple other emails highlighting them on the process of what will happen on the consultation, what to expect, what they 
will want to how to get the most out of the consultation, I have a few different emails in that sequence to help them maximize their time since they are in, the consultation is free, but they are investing their time to show up to the call and I want them to make the best use of the time. So I have an email funnel that is automated. The whole process of scheduling that consultation is automated where I personally only just have to show up for the call. What is also automated for this consultation process is the reminders. So the reminders are sent through Acuity, my scheduling system. And in the beginning, when I first started signing my very first clients in my brick and mortar physical therapy clinic, all of that was manual. I would meet someone at the end of a yoga class or in a workshop, and I would just manually put them into my calendar. I would manually send them a text reminding them of their discovery visit and with the address. So just know, again, you don't ha- it does not have to be as complex as me. I'm six years into my business and that consultation automation process has developed over time. Now, some brick and mortar physical therapy clinics, for example, use an admin or front office staff or customer support staff to help with the discovery visit and the scheduling of the discovery visit. That might be needed. Again, it depends on the strategy behind that. I've found that for my business, since I'm all online, I don't need a person helping me to schedule anymore. But depending on what's going on in your business and the nuances and the customer journey, again, another thing I teach in the Awaken Business Coaching program is what is it like? What is that client experience when a client first hears of your name or hears of your business? Here's about what you do, and they're intrigued as to how possibly you could help them. And so maybe they come into your world through a free opt in or just following you on social media. What is that experience every step of the journey? And that is the customer journey. And in the beginning, most of that process might be manual. You might be doing that. Over time, you start to one thing at a time add in an automation where appropriate. But again, it's not just setting this automation and forgetting about it. You want to think of the client experience. For me, when I change things in my business, or maybe I change my offer slightly, or I upgrade my price, or make minor subtle pivots in my business, I might find that that consultation funnel isn't working quite as well. How do I know? Maybe people aren't scheduling as many consultations and I'll have to revisit the form. Maybe the form is too much. It scares people off. Or if they are scheduling the consultations, but then not showing up to the consultations, then something might be off in the email sequence where it's off-putting or they're not seeing the value. So they don't schedule it properly and they forget about it. Then I'll go back and refine and adjust those. So you want to keep an eye on the data as well in terms of your automations, or they could, you could be quote unquote leaving money on the table because people are falling off in holes in your automations and your funnels. So that whole consultation call process could be one giant funnel for yourself from the moment they schedule to the reminder emails to the follow-up email for that consultation process. 
that can be true as well for how people can reschedule sessions with you, schedule their first sessions with you, and cancel sessions can all be automated through calendar scheduling like Calendly or Acuity. And I know this leads to number six, your schedule. Sometimes the fear of allowing people to schedule consultation calls, reschedule sessions and such is that they'll be scheduling not at the right time or you will feel like your schedule is outside of your control. Now, this does take some practice and some nuancing in terms of knowing your schedule and blocking off your schedule, utilizing that scheduling system. For example, for me, I schedule two to three people at a time and then I have a break. I have it blocked off in my acuity scheduler that I will only have so many consultations a week. I've had weeks where I've had seven, eight consultations in one week and that's too much. So I have it blocked off at four. And in fact, this week is at four. And so if anyone else wanted to schedule a consultation this week, it would have to be for the following weeks. You can block off the time that someone can cancel, meaning that they can't cancel if it's within 24 hours of their session. Same with the rescheduling. So you can really, the software with scheduling systems these days is so good that there's many ways you can be in charge of your schedule and really work with different types of sessions that you offer, like a consultation versus a session. I also have what's known as peer coaching sessions because I am in masterminds and my coaching certification that I finished up with. But when I was doing the certification and in the mastermind, I peer coach with other coaches in both those programs and those people can automatically schedule their sessions as well. And I had that limited to one time a week. So depending on what type of session you're you're offering in the world, you can put limits on the type of sessions. You can put limits on the amount of sessions that you do in a row. You just block off time. I have it connected with Google where, if, for example, if I wanted to pick my daughter up from school early on a Friday and go on adventure, I can block it off in Google and it syncs with Acuity. So then it, it automatically blocks off that day and time in Acuity. Or last week I had my consultation, so I blocked off the day for that. And as I mentioned, oh, in Instagram stories, I, I blocked off half the day on Thursday prior. So there's a lot that you can do to be in control of your schedule, but then not spend so much time back and forth rescheduling, canceling people, trying to fit someone in. It really saves you a ton of time if you can automate and block your schedule and create a system and process for that for yourself and your people. It makes it such a more pleasant experience. Okay, number seven, the client onboarding process. You can automate everything from the moment that they pay, then they receive and welcome email for me. I will send out a Kajabi link to a new client. They will pay. They get automatic access to the portal. And then it flags me so I know to mail out their workbooks and they will receive the on onboarding sequence, which also automates another area with getting them to share their story with me. So I have a process of welcoming them to my community, then gathering testimonials as they embark on their journey and receive success, and then actually having them on the podcast. That whole sequence is in my onboarding sequence. 
to help them get the best use of working with me. So the first few emails explain some housekeeping tips, how to access the scheduling so they can reschedule and cancel on their own to save them time and give them independence in the program working with me, how to access the portal. I give also suggestions in how to make the best use of the portal and the workbooks. I give a few different suggestions in my odd morning sequence with videos. Again, it's all automated. Once someone pays, they receive it automatically. In the beginning, though, all of this was not one big onboarding process. I would, when someone paid, I would manually send them a welcome email. I would manually let them into any videos that I might have. So again, all of this can be done manually over time. You can start to automate one area and then add in another area. And then you keep build upon that process. So then you eventually have yourself a client onboarding sequence and process. Of course, the same is true if you have a free opt-in or a free guide or anything that is a, a list building technique that you're giving a potential client a free experience of, you can automate the follow-up emails for that. You can even, for example, the Get Clients Blueprint I have is a free opt-in. It's a five-day training. So it is automated and it's both videos and emails and a PDF and it's all automated, meaning you could go to the website right now and I highly recommend to do it because by the end of the five days, you could have signed a new client and you'll receive the five-day training, all of that just automated and I'll, I will just receive an email telling me that someone came into my world. You can also automate data entry so you can connect your QuickBooks to your bank account, for example, where it's automatically inputting expenses and revenue coming in. I don't recommend you to rely on that heavily, especially if you're in the beginning phases of your business and you're learning how to manage your finances, only because you want to be aware of what's coming into your business and what's going out. So Personally, I still manually do that. However, I'm getting to the point where that is taking up too much of my time and I will either hire a bookkeeper or automate that process for myself. But in the beginning, it is a great way to get more intimate with your numbers. It's a great way to notice maybe what scarcity mindset thoughts you have come up as you do your numbers and your finances monthly or a couple times a month, whatever you may do. If it causes you to freeze, then maybe you do want to automate it and work with a coach till you can work through your mindset with whatever is going on, whatever blocks you may have or money stories you may have. So there's pros and cons to certain data entry, especially in regards to finances, but it can save you time. And if you've worked through the mindset portion, you know what's coming in, you know what's going out, then it is a great way to save time in your business. And same is true with payments. You can have payments and subscriptions on automation so you don't have to be chasing down people each month. If you have, for example, a monthly payment plan, you can just automate a payment plan. There's so many ways to do that. Kajabi automates it. Acuity can automate it. PayPal can automate it. Square, if Square Reader can automate it, so many different ways to automate monthly subscriptions and payments so you don't have to chase 
people down. Same, you can also automate your renewal process. So I have it automated where people, as they are coming into the last month of working with me, they're going to receive some emails to highlight and evaluate their time working with me. So then they can make the best decision for themselves if they want to renew and continue on their work with me and set new goals and re-up as it's called for another six sessions. So you can automate that process as well through emails. And I also do it personally. I talk with the people, have a conversation. I will even offer a consultation if someone might want to do that. But at least if it's, I know it's in my automated in my email sequence. So it helps me to keep track of where they are in their business. I also automate how I keep track of client results, meaning I send out a Google form each month where my clients fill it out so I can measure their success and their progress or notice where they might be stuck or plateaued so that I can bring all of those up in the calls since I'm working one-to-one with people right now. But having it automated does ensure that I, I don't forget because I'm human and I have a human brain and you know, all of this can be a lot to keep track of in your business. So when you do automate some things and make sure that people and things like testimonials and that renewal conversation don't fall through the cracks and you're maximizing both the time for your clients and for you and your business. So there you have it. A lot of ways you can automate in your business. I did highlight some areas that you might not want to automate and why. Another area I did not mention that you might not want to automate is DMing people. People are hypersensitive for good reason right now to bot chats. Unless it's a welcome, there's pros against to that. Having a bot just welcome someone that has entered into your Facebook group or your Instagram profile. You have to try it out for your business and see. But most people do not like bot chats. Personally, I engage with a lot of people on both Facebook and Instagram where I'm personally messaging them and asking them questions. So I'm not a big fan of automated that area in that area of my business personally, but you got to try it out for yourself. See what it feels like for you and your experience. I personally really don't like when I get automated responses and bots or people friend requesting me and then sending me automatic message that doesn't apply to me at all. It just does not feel good. Another area that you might not want to automate is direct chat using the chat bots and AI to directly create content pieces. Because again, it, I mentioned this before, it is very generic. Now you can use them, however, to get your brain flowing, get the, the juices flowing. For example, in Canva, I've been learning a bit more about Canva the last six months or so in my business. And it has so many wonderful tools where you can jump on Canva and hit a doc and the little plus sign and there's magic AI. And you can Right, right in there, 10 ways to automate your business and some ideas will come up and it can get the juices flowing. But if you notice, if you compare what comes up there and, and then this whole episode, I go into much more detail and I personalize it to you, the wellness entrepreneur. And also I personalize it to where you might be in your revenue on your way to six figures or multiple six figures. So you don't want to take whatever direct chat bot gives you or AI gives you and and stop there. 
take it to the next level and really personalize it for your people, you'll get, it'll really maximize your time. So I will summarize now the areas of ways you can automate in your business. Number one, the email template itself. Number two, your workshop webinar can process can be a repeatable process as well as you can automate parts of that webinar sequence for yourself. You can have a process to create content. You can automate how people schedule consultation calls. You can automate how people reschedule, schedule, and cancel sessions. You can have a process of how you create blocks in your schedule and connect that to your Acuity scheduler. So it is automated, but you still have control over that. You can automate your client onboarding process. You can automate your opt-in and follow-up emails. You can automate how to gather testimonials, which can be part of your client onboarding process. You can automate one area we didn't talk too much about, but you can begin to automate your hiring process and create processes, the standard operating process, which is why I didn't highlight it and talk about it too much in this podcast episode, because really that is its own podcast episode. But you can begin to write SOPs. You can begin to systemize that hiring process and eventually automate some of that. For example, some clients I have automate the the hiring process where they use it to screen people because they have certain tasks someone needs to complete before they're offered an interview, for example. You can automate your data entry. You can automate your payments and subscriptions, and you can automate your renewal process. So lots of ways to save time in your business. Don't allow this episode to overwhelm you or use it against yourself while it causes you to freeze and be like, oh my gosh, I have to do all of all of this stuff. I don't have any of this automated in my business currently. Remember, I'm six years into my business. I brought in each of these automations one at a time. So if you would like to automate one thing, pick one thing and what's the simplest next best step for yourself this week that you can take to implement that automation. And then maybe next week, do another or next month, do another. All of these, I personally did manually for a long period of time. And then that's how I did it. I brought in one automation, one automation at a time. (laughs) Okay, I will see you next week. And I hope this saves you a whole bunch of time. Bye for now. Hey, if you're ready to grow your wellness business, I want to invite you to work with me. You're going to make your first six figures and then scale beyond. Your next step is to book a free consultation at igniteyourwellness.com. That's igniteyourwellness.com. Okay, I'll see you there. Bye.